0: In today's episode, I've got special guest Dustin Reekman, who's a strategic marketing coach who serves mission-driven entrepreneurs, but more importantly, he's a devoted husband of 21 years and dad to three teenagers. We're going to unpack his hidden edge, which is his ability to develop and nurture quality relationships Have a listen.
1: Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge.
0: Welcome to your hidden edge. I am excited to have special guest Dustin Reekman on the show. Dustin, welcome to the show. Awesome to be here, Jeff. Can't wait. Yeah, I am super excited to unpack your hidden edge, get into it. But before we do that, can you give the audience just a little backstory on your history, where you're at now, and then we'll dive into your hidden edge.
2: Absolutely. So I I kind of uh, tongue in cheek, but in all seriousness, tell people that I'm an engineer who helps married couples, sells meat sticks and does marketing and business coaching. Uh, and so kind of how that all comes together is my professional background was in engineering. Uh, I was a consultant for 18 years in civil engineering. During that time, I had a lot of side hustles, discovered I had this passion for entrepreneurship. And the very first brand that I brought online is called Engaged Marriage. And that still exists. That grew out of marriage ministry that my wife and I were doing uh, in our church. And we brought that online, and it's become a pretty successful business. And that business drove me to learn online and digital marketing, which I started doing marketing consulting, which brought me out of engineering into full time entrepreneurship uh, in in the beginning of 2018. And one of my clients, was a local butcher shop, and I developed a relationship with the owner of that butcher shop who's about my age. He had a brand he wanted to bring online, which is where the meat sticks come in to play. Uh, and so we brought a brand called Fire Creek Snacks online and into a lot of retail stores. And so I'm a partner in Fire Creek Snacks today. It's where I spend a lot of my time. And then in marketing Fire Creek out in the public and doing a lot of podcasts and other sort of strategic partnerships, um, got a lot of inbound interest for, hey, how'd you do that? How'd you grow this brand? And so my marketing consulting I was doing on a local level, basically went online, kind of blew up. And so I have a brand called Simple Success Coaching, which is all about helping people with strategic partnering partner, partnering up in, in uh, market, marketing partnerships. My gosh, that's what I'm trying to say, strategic marketing partnerships. Um, and so yeah, that takes me from engineer to marriage, to meat sticks, to uh, marketing.
0: What a What a wild journey. Do you ever look yeah. back and say. <laughs> Boy, if you would have asked me to connect the dots moving forward, I never would have been able to dream this up in my wildest dreams. Yeah, no,
2: no possible way. And uh, and I like all the things I do, but I, I like each one you know, even better. So I, I would have never guessed that like leading entrepreneurs and like mastermind format, which is a lot of what I do with my coaching business, like that lights me up more than anything I've ever done. Yet I still love, you know, the the journey that we're on with Fire Creek and uh, and love that I can use that as kind of my sandbox. And then the things I learned there, I can help with clients. And yeah, so in a weird way, it all kind of goes full circle for me. And uh, yeah, and I think that, that starts to speak to my hidden edge, I think, is how all these things kind of work together.
0: Yes. And let's let's get right to it. So obviously this podcast is around the belief that we all have a hidden edge and many times it's just not uncovered and through this show, I want to share examples of my guests of what their hidden edge is. So Dustin, what is your hidden edge? I would say my hidden edge, if I had to put it into a phrase, would be nurturing quality
2: relationships. So when I think through my personal life, my church life, my community, and of course my professional life, as we started to talk about, every one of those things has been catalyzed by a relationship. And almost always a relationship that I cultivated intentionally um, and led in service first. Like that's one of my big, um, ethos is to, like give first, serve first and inevitably great things come from that. I mean, that's part of my Christian background, but I think just really practically speaking, uh, if you think, if people think through examples in their own lives of times that they made an effort to serve and help someone, that it comes back tenfold inevitably. And that's how I do business. And, uh, That's how I love to help people with marketing is lead with the win. Let's, let's develop some quality relationships and grow our businesses that way versus, you know, kind of a churn and burn approach, which is so common, especially like an e-commerce format.
0: Okay. So nurturing quality relationships, is that a skill you had ever since you were young? Did you develop it? Do you feel like there was a certain point in your life where, Hey, I got a lot better of it, or there was a big example that you said, I need to lean into this more.
2: Yeah, I I don't feel like I had it early on. And I I feel like it ties directly. I was conflicted whether I should say the relationship thing or say like an abundance mindset, because to me, they go completely hand in hand. And it was only once I cultivated an abundance mindset that I started to see all these opportunities and the opportunities drove me to want to have more relationships with people and just be really curious and interested in what they're doing. And so my early story uh, is one of much scarcity. I was extremely poor growing up. I had an abusive father. He was an alcoholic. My parents were divorced in high school, and then actually got remarried later. My wife and I were their, their witnesses at their remarriage, which is cool. Um, when we were dating, but it's a it's a wild story. But my whole childhood was about you know kind of running away and and scarcity. Again, we were on you know food stamps. I lived in a trailer. Um, it, I, there was no concept of abundance. There was no concept of entrepreneurship either. And so when I got the opportunity to go to college on a scholarship for engineering. Like I couldn't imagine anything better. Like, you know, I was so blessed and this is like such an opportunity. So, you know, when I dove into that and only as I got into my career, I realized there's all this other, you know, opportunity out there too. And that's when the entrepreneurial bug kind of hit me and I started doing side hustles and growing these other businesses. And so I think it's in the practice of seeing new opportunities that I started to see abundance and I started to see like I can have an exponential impact and have an exponentially good life if I'm cultivating relationships along the way, um, you know, and I said all the things I do online started with marriage and obviously my marriage, you know, my relationship with God and then my marriage with my wife are my, my number one relationships. And uh, what I've started to see though, is relative strangers. If you reach out and you help and you serve and you share, you know, can really um, right, you know, that rising tide floats all boats. Like it, you can really have a win, win, win situation in so many places um, but I definitely wouldn't have said that I had that in high school, um, going into college. I think that's when it started to emerge um, because I just didn't have exposure to very many people. <laughs> I didn't have much of a social circle and I'm a very much an introvert by nature. So that I have to fight that, that natural inclination to not want to reach out and not mm-hmm. want to have relationships. Um, because what I see is the, the rewards that you reap on the other side are well worth the kind of pain it, it takes me to cultivate those things.
0: Interesting. And, and one of the things I, I pulled out of that in your history kind of growing up was not being exposed to different ideas or different yeah. possibilities. And, and I think that's a great lesson that I'm pulling out from our conversation is, hey, if you're and you're listening, watching, you're stuck, but you're always staying in the same place. You've yeah. got to go to different areas, meet different people, get exposed to different things, and then it all of a sudden broadens your frame of, of reference as well as belief, right?
2: Yep. No, it's, that's so, so good. Um, Someone's asked me recently, like, how'd you get into engineering? And I'm like, I hadn't really thought that much about it, but it was like the highest and best employment I could imagine because my dad was a union laborer. And okay. he was often unemployed, but when he worked, he worked on cool projects like bridges and locking dams. And so as a kid, I saw those as like, that's the ultimate thing. I didn't want to be holding the shovel and scooping the asphalt, but I was like, well, who like thinks of these things? And that's where I found out what civil engineers do. And so when I got the opportunity to go to school, I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go you know, build bridges. I didn't end up doing that, that field. But that was to your point. That's, that was my sphere. Like, I couldn't imagine anything beyond that. And then only once I got out into the world and started meeting, you know, in my case, like real estate developers and people I was working with on projects. And so I'm like, there's like a whole nother level of opportunity out here. And then as I've stepped further and further into each step of my career so far, and I'm sure it'll keep expanding. Yeah. Like the possibilities are so much larger. And I, yeah, I think that's a great point for someone listening. If they feel stuck, go do something different, go talk to someone new, go put yourself in new situations. And you'll start to find that there are many more opportunities then your brain could even come up with now because you just haven't exposed yourself to new things.
0: And I would also piggyback that with, it's not going to be easy, right? And you you mentioned it being an introvert, I was such an introvert growing up. I mean, my late mother used to tell a story when I was six, she would have to go over to a buddy's house with me because I couldn't go by myself. So it's not going to be easy (laughs) to get out and make new connections or go new places, but I mean, that's where the true growth lies, right? Is getting outside of your your comfort zone. So today's world, we're so connected, but I feel like we're so disconnected. And I'm sure that presents some challenges from a cultivating and nurturing relationships perspective. Are there some strategies that you have in place to lean into that hidden edge of, hey, I've got to either put on my calendar times to follow up with so-and-so so so I make sure it's a priority. Things that I know just aren't done very often. Uh, So is there one or two, three strategies that you use to really lean into that hidden edge?
2: Yeah. So it's a great question. You're totally right in that we, by default, everything's an inch deep, right? Like we know lots of people, we have 5,000 friends on Facebook. We don't talk to any of them. Um, And we have lots of connections maybe on LinkedIn and we don't really, we connect and then there's never anything beyond that, right? So I'm a big proponent of if you're going to bother connecting, like actually connect with someone, like learn a bit about them. See if you have something in common. I think you and I are a great example. I'm, I think right. we connected on LinkedIn and decided, one of us decided, hey, this is, person seems interesting. So we had a Zoom call, right? It didn't take a lot of time. It was like a 15, 20-minute Zoom call. We found out we shared a lot of the same passions. And now I'm on your podcast. You know, and I, I had no idea you even had a podcast when we first connected. Um, right. And, you know, and I hope that we stay connected beyond this. So that's just an example of, What is like it's an intentionality and it's not it's not looking at it selfishly like, oh, I want to get to know Jeff because he can give me something. You know, it's not that at all. It's like, what what might I have in common with this person? They there's something about them that's intriguing to me. There's something about them that could serve my business. There could be a great partnership. It could be a thing I could refer to them or they could refer to me. Like, how can I expand my network? But you got to go beyond that like surface level connection, and you have to actually spend some time. I mean, that's that's the reality. Which means you're not going to have five thousand quality friends on Facebook, you know. But if you had five, and they were five really high quality people that enhance your life, and you actually you know get to know them, and they become part of your business or personal network, those five are, are you know going to be worth way more than five thousand who are an inch deep. So um, yeah, I think. Just the act of actually doing it, I think a practical standpoint, especially if someone does have a business and they have a story, there's a mission behind what they do. I'm a huge fan of being on podcasts. I think this is the best format, like long form educational content. You you develop a relationship with the host. Some of the very best relationships in my in my life are actually people who have heard me on podcasts and who have reached out and then we've developed a relationship. And maybe it turns into, you know, a, again, a business opportunity or a, a, a personal relationship or you know, any number of ways. I got lots of stories about how just being a podcast guest has enhanced my life. And that's takes some proactivity. you got to have something to share, you have to, you know, you have to know how to do that. But once you do that, and I, you know, that I'm a big proponent of doing it systematically, like it compounds on itself. And that's just one channel that I like personally, but find that channel for you. Maybe that's an in person, you know, happy hour that you can facilitate. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a Twitter, or, you know, or discord or whatever, all these other communities, but Right. find one that you really resonate with and then commit to it and do it consistently. So for me, that's podcast guesting and LinkedIn. Those are kind of my two go-to channels because those are the like-minded people uh, that I like to connect with. But for anyone listening, think of the things like as you go through social media channels or think experiences you've had, like which ones get you a little flutter of excitement, maybe a little nervousness. Like those are ones to lean into, I would say, and, and try to find some deeper relationships there.
0: Great points. You, you shared with us there, I have a couple of thoughts that I wanted to pass by you. One is this cu- idea of curiosity. And I think so many times we're busy, 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 we're go, go, going, where we actually don't get into just being curious, right? And, and when we connected and on on Zoom, I was curious who Dustin was. And, and I heard about your businesses and I, I'm still curious, right? And I, I think when we're constantly go, go, going, busy, 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 we don't allow for curiosity and that curiosity is a key component to growth wouldn't you think uh
2: 100 yeah I, I think uh know, yeah, I, I mentioned giving first i think transparency for me and then curiosity those are like three of my big i don't know what the right word is but the operating systems like those are the those okay. are the world views that i lead with is yeah i like to be curious and that could be being curious of someone i'm standing behind at a gas station line like I was yesterday and i driving back from a, an important meeting for my business. And of course, in a good mood, I had a, had a good meeting and uh, but I'm standing in line and it was just person in front of me, uh, something, there, an item in their hand was it made me ask a question. And we ended up having a, this wonderful conversation. I'll never see them again. But, but I like to be curious because I always learn something from those kind of interactions um, and yeah. So I, I guess the short answer is yes. I think anyone can be, if you lead with that sense of curiosity, like it, that's growth, right? That's the abundance mindset is being curious and, and seeing opportunities where others may otherwise just pass right by it and not even pay attention to it. The reason you pay attention to new things is because you're curious about new things. And for me, that uh, that's like the, one of the big fuels of life, right? That's one of the things that makes it fun uh, to be out in a community.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that story of seeing something triggered you striking up a conversation. There's a micro moment where you're doing a little bit of an energy exchange. You're learning a little bit about something. And the more you cultivate that within yourself and and anybody listening, if you start to get into this practice, then you're going to just do it more. And you're going to get more things that come into your viewpoint to actually feed that curiosity. So it's amazingly powerful when you do that. So, now, obviously, I, I shared a story of being very introverted when I was younger. You did as well. If you're somebody listening that's introverted, what are what's one step that they can take into that uncomfortable zone? Right, they might have those beads of sweat coming down. They might have sweaty palms. Like I don't know if I should reach out to this person. What's one step that easy step that they could? Do to take action. And I know once you take action, you start to build that momentum and you get progress and you feel better about yourself. So, what's one thing that they could do to start to build and nurture those relationships that might be beneficial, might not, but they're coming from a serve kind of mindset? Well, I,
2: that, that's the key word is serve. I, I think if you lead by giving, it's way less awkward, right? <laughs> so, if I'm, let's just say, the, the LinkedIn example, and I see someone on there and their profile is really cool. Um, and there's something about their, 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 their bio, that's a little confusing or it, it's like, I'm not really sure what you mean here. Like connecting with them and then following up and learning more about that will likely serve them. Cause they're like, Oh, you know what? I never really, i see why you're confused. Like I need to fix that. And then they're going to feel like, well, this person went out of their way to help me, give me a suggestion about something on my LinkedIn profile that might help me professionally. Like, but that's not its not like an awkward introduction, right? It's like I'm, I'm seeking some way to help you and lead with a win. And for me, you know, as my network continues to grow, a lot of times that's a, a referral thing. So it's mm-hmm. just like I may not be able to help you, Jeff, but if you need help with X, Y, Z thing, like I probably know somebody in my professional network and making those warm introductions, like that's one of the best things you can do is be a connector to people. So think about some people in your personal life who maybe are facing a challenge, or they're looking for a new opportunity, and then think of who you could connect them with to, you know, it may or may not work out, but they're both going to be thankful that you connected them and that you were thinking about how to help. And I think if you just try to help people day to day, that's, it's so much easier as an introvert to do that, because I don't feel like I'm, there's an expectation, there's no, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't feel like I'm trying to like be creepy or sell them something, like I'm literally just trying to help them first. And then if there is a, something cool that happens in return, all the better. But that's really never the expectation.
0: No, and I love that fact that you talked about being a connector because that's one of the things that lights me up as well. And and that's kind of the mindset I bring to any new conversations is who who can I connect? Because I've got a pretty big network just like you do. And when you can connect the dots and then do introductions and next thing you know, there's a beautiful relationship, a business partnership, something comes out of it. That's terribly fulfilling to know that you were yeah. involved in that in that process. So some of the know. best things. I mean, I've got endless stories, but a really quick one.
2: I was on a podcast and I was talking about my Fire Creek Snacks brand, and it was a podcast that was it was a business podcast, but it was under a, a title of a company called Bigger Pockets, which is okay. real estate oriented, right? So I inevitably I got all these people listening, and a lot of them reached out, and they actually were kind of real estate oriented people. I was just curious, so I met this young guy on Zoom and. He was in the real estate investing, but he was growing a YouTube channel. And just what you just said, I made a connection with another real estate guy and they hit it off. They're now like business partners. Well, he, without me even knowing it, he worked at Walmart and he worked in finance in Walmart. Young guy, but he's like, you know, I don't know anyone here, but I have all their email addresses. And he's like, I will introduce you to the meat snacks buyer and I'll say I've heard you on a podcast. And he did that. And I got a one-hour one-on-one Zoom call with the meat snacks buyer for all of US Walmart. And that was like two and a half years ago that buyer actually moved on but they we had a relationship developed and they introduced me to their the person who replaced them mm-hmm. who we have a relationship with now and yesterday the drive back that I was on was getting a yes to being in Walmart from our brand which is obviously a gigantic win now could that have happened without this initial relationship maybe but i had a huge shortcut and a huge advantage to that person solely because this person heard me and they were proactive enough to reach out and say, Hey man, I think your brand's really cool. I'm sure I sent him some snack sticks. He was a mountain biker. And then we started, we just had a zoom call. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know that many people, but some other guy reached out to me and he's in your area there in Northwest Arkansas. You guys should know each other. And then that made him think, "Well, who can? How, man, I got to help Dustin. He's helped me. And you know, and it was as simple as him reaching out and introducing himself and to me, like thinking through in my head, is there anyone I know that would be, valuable for this, for this Daniel guy to know. And then when I was down there, I played top golf with him this week. He's become a friend, literally heard me on a podcast one time and took the initiative to reach out. So that's kind of an extreme example. I have lots of those examples, both for myself and clients on the business side. And it's, yeah, it it starts with that simple, how can I help someone? How can I make a connection for them? And uh, it's so simple that, and I'm sure, you know, you maybe use this line too, like the most important things in life are really easy to do. And they're really easy not to do. So it's really easy to like accept a connection on LinkedIn, not look at their profile or think about how you could connect them to someone. But it's also really easy to do that and spend 30 seconds and see if there's some value you can add. And that's, those are the seeds that you plant that you never know the harvest that, that you'll reap in the future from them.
0: No, I love that. Love that line. You you finished with there. I, I love that story. I mean, amazing how just connecting somebody else, being proactive and and how we can connect others and love the, the fact that if you take that mindset and you're, still extremely introverted you're just looking to help and serve and when you come from that mindset or connecting mindset it relieves that pressure that hey i'm just here to help i'm i'm not pushing i'm not selling and so that leads into my next question because i know there's a lot of jaded souls out there that are constantly and i get pitched probably five to ten times a day oh yeah people sending connections and just saying, I saw you're a business coach. I can scale your business to 30 K in 30 days. And I delete them right away. Right. So how do we, from a connection perspective, because we're very in line, I, I, I send video messages to, to people yeah. and, and because I, I, I care about people. I'm curious and I'd love to connect to see if I can help you. But I, a lot of people don't even reply because I think, they immediately feel, Oh, he's going to sell me something. Right. Right. So how do we get, how do we work through that? Do you think? Well, I think
2: there's a couple aspects of it to be repetitious, you know, the give serve thing and, and try to find a way to do that. I think another thing to do is, you know, to have an actual relational anchor is what I call it. So when I talk about like being on podcasts and this is not how you and I met at all, but if I knew you had a podcast and it was a great audience that would love my message, then and I did want to pitch you. And i am just say it's a pitch. There's a really good way to do that. The way that everyone else does it, which I have three brands with three different email addresses. So you can imagine how often <laughs> I'm getting pitched for services and things because you know, right. people scrape your email and all of a sudden I'm getting cold emails constantly. And they're all horrible. And they're all like, I don't know anything about this person. And it's, and they want to have an immediate like 15 minute zoom call. And I'm like, of course, delete, delete, delete. So, I think a practical way just to lead people through this and think I'm doing it in an email format for a podcast, but think about anything you want in life and think about it. It could be a Facebook message. It could be a LinkedIn. It doesn't matter, but it's three pieces. And the first and most important is what I call like a relational anchor. So that is first and foremost to show you I'm not just some random weirdo from the internet and to also honestly to flatter you and to show you that I've spent some time getting to know who you are. And when I, when I start I did my first podcast appearance in 2020, like right on the heels of COVID, okay. and I was very fortunate in the first 12 podcasts I pitched, and some of these were pretty large, I got yeses on all of them from a cold pitch email. So it's clearly not a very cold email to get those kind of response rates. And but that first paragraph is really critical. So that might look for you, Jeff. It may be, hey, I see, you know, we're both coaches or I see like you've been married for 21 years. So have I I see you've got, you know, kids heading to college. My son's actually going into the, you know, that field next year. Something that shows that I've done some basic research to understand who you are. If right. you've got a podcast, it could be listening to a couple episodes, like implementing what you learn and then giving you feedback. Hey, episode 301 with Joe was so helpful. He right. gave a tip about how to do this thing in, in reading to really absorb it. I did that. I read this book and this is the result I got. Again, it's a relational anchor, things we have in common, ways that you've added value to my life. Just to show you, I'm not a weirdo that I, that I'm, I'm I've spent time first before I asked you for time. Right. That's a pretty simple introduction. Then I lead into what's a win for Jeff? What, what's a win for the person receiving this email In the podcast example, it's basically giving you a really cool five bullet, four, four or five bullet outline of what I would share on a show. That's gotcha concise clear well written i know it's speaking to your target audience so like it's like wow this guy has basically written the show notes for me and i can tell immediately that this is going to be really good and then step three would be a clear call to action and not a creepy one that's like hey you know like we just met you want to get married but like are you interested in this is this interesting to you jeff thanks dustin so i've established some rapport and showed that this is not a cold email that went to ten thousand people this is a jeff customized email Mm-hmm. Then I lead with value. What's a win for you because you're a podcast host. And that example, that's saying exactly what I could teach your audience, You know, insert other ways to give a win. If you're not pitching a podcast and then right. step three, a clear call to action. That's not feeling onerous. It's an easy. Yes. Yes. Dustin, I'm interested. Let's hop on a call and talk more about this. You're not like committing necessarily to say, yes, we're recording the podcast, but yes, what you've expressed is of interest to me. And so give them an easy. Yes. So anyway, that's kind of a, a, a bit of a, a, a lesson there on on cold pitch emails for podcasts but when you asked about like how do we do this better okay. i think those components are really key and th- that could be a three sentence linkedin message rather than a full you know full on longer email but that's the mindset that i that i take with any communication when i meet someone for the first time
0: no i, I love that and the uh relational anchor and yeah. going through that showing that you put in some work right actually finding out about the person how they can benefit and then a call to action. Great, uh, great three steps. So I've loved diving in to your hidden edge, Dustin. I always like to also find out what's your go-to morning habit ritual routine that you do every day, because I feel like they are so foundational. We talked about things that are simple, like these things are are simple. They're easy to do and easy not to do. So share with the audience. What do you do on a daily basis that sets you up for success?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So I mentioned I'm a person of faith. First thing I do practically is you get up make coffee and take my dog outside because he, he doesn't uh, take no for an answer. So we go outside and get a, get, get a little movement in and then at six and I've got a little time to journal. So I've always got some kind of prompt. It, it varies. It could be a book. It could be um, an actual, you know, journal prompt sort of thing. Typically it's going to be something a little more on the spiritual side, but that's, you know, five to 15 minutes. I'll read a couple pages of that and I'll just do some light journaling, kind of getting my brain working. And then for me every day at six 15 every weekday, I've got a 15-minute call with a, a church group, and we're doing a, the morning liturgy. Um, we're Catholic, so it's like it's very consistent. It's, there's something every day for you to do, and, and but we're doing it as a group of men, and, and for me, that's very meaningful, even though it's virtual and we're on Zoom and no one's faces on screen. I can see the names and I know these guys, right? So it's it's communal. Um, so I do that for 15 minutes, um, then I exercise, and then I'm really off with my day. And now that the school year is starting back up. That'll be uh, getting kids out of the door for school and uh then i you know obviously get to work i work from home um so i've got some some boundaries and things set up throughout the rest of the day but my morning ritual is really yeah getting some movement uh, journaling doing some communal prayer and personal prayer then exercising and then uh kind of having that clean break you know take a shower get a shake and then i'm sitting down and cranking cranking
0: out on work love it love it awesome dustin hey i loved your hidden edge. So thank you for sharing it. Where can people find out more about you if they're intrigued by one of the businesses you talked about?
2: Yeah, I'd say the best kind of hub for everything is simplesuccesscoaching.com. So that's where I really dive into the partnership marketing and relationship building as a coach. But I also have links right there on the homepage to my other businesses. If people are curious about engaged Marriage or Fire Creek Snacks, um, I'm open book. Like I said, transparency is a big thing. So my email, you can spam me if you want. It'll just get deleted. But if you want to reach out in a warm way and say you heard me on this podcast, it's really simple. It's just Dustin, which is D-U-S-T-I-N at simplesuccesscoaching.com. I'd love to hear from your listeners
0: and uh, connect and build some new relationships. Dustin, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, Jeff. It was a blast. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge Podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together, so please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.